This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Network, the future of global informatics podcast, where we discuss global informatics through conversations with industry leaders and innovators so that you can understand what it is, what it does, and how it shapes the healthcare of our future. I am your host, TJ Southern. Hey, 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 y'all. Good day, good day, good day. And welcome to another episode of the Future of Global Informatics. It's your girl, TJ Southern, here today with, again, another phenomenal nurse informaticist, worldwide global traveler. Shoot, I don't even, I can't even give y'all all of her titles, okay? I'm gonna let her give y'all her titles. But let me tell you this, she is recognized as the CDW Magazine 2022 Health Tech Influencers to Follow. We have Danielle Ciari today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danielle, welcome to the mic today. Give the people a little bit about yourself. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for having me here with you. And I am so happy to engage with you. So I hope everyone feels our energy because this is kind of energy when we meet and we have conversations together. So I hope it all translates to everyone. So my name is Danielle Ciari. I'm a nurse informatics specialist. Uh, why do we say global? Because nursing informatics is global. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing healthcare, nursing, traveling, writing, speaking, learning about all things healthcare technology in 40 countries and 40 states. And just trying to be that magpie across the world that this is global, this is real. And most importantly, you can learn from so many people. You might have a problem in one country or one city or one state or one county that someone's already solved five or so Mm -hmm. years ago. So I just collect unicorns. I find interesting people and I like to put them (laughs) together and have conversations. So I really like to talk about ideas. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a conversation about ideas. Mm, I told y'all, I told y'all we have. Okay, let's get right into it. What inspires your work in this arena? Tell us. I think it starts with everyone has a story. Mm. And I think a lot of times if it comes to to nursing, especially, they don't realize their story has value. Mm. So you always have to start off with being able to tell your story. So for me, I was always involved in technology coming from the Bay Area, from Silicon Valley Mm. and becoming a nurse. And I just always kind of weave those two things together. And then as I traveled across the U.S., I realized that in healthcare, that combination of technology and healthcare, it wasn't like a common practice we threw uh, Mm. everyone's practice. Mm -mm. And when I realized that, I realized there was something I could bring to the table and have a voice. So I went to different conferences. I learned about health technology. I started going to other Mm. countries, learning, you know, how do we take care of ourselves in Belize? How do we take care of ourselves in Scotland? How do we take care of ourselves in Spain or Italy or Canada or Mexico? And then how do we infuse technology together? That's kind of been my mission to learn how do we do these things 
and then package it in writing in a way that other people can understand Mm -hmm. so they can take that knowledge and build upon it. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, okay, I love the fact that I have you here today because that is informatics. Informatics is global. Whether you all realize it or not, it is global, just like healthcare is global. Now on that global front, what are some of the biggest challenges or changes? You can give me either one challenges or changes that you have seen in healthcare informatics. Well, there's so many different sides. They say you take it from the patient side and the critical side. Mm-hmm. I would say even a few years ago, one of the things that I keep in, uh, I keep folding into my practice and my conversation is digital health literacy. Mm. Uh, before it was when we first started learning the body part. What is sternocleidomastoid? What is a scapula? What does this mean? What's the fissure? And then getting into the uh, pharmacological, understanding the drugs, being able to say the drugs, talking to the patients and having them understand what the drugs are, what they do, uh, learning that language. And now we're folding on that digital health literacy. And so to me, that's like a daily, I I do research for my website every day, looking for articles to share um, from different countries, different languages, you know, things that people want to know, something you can read over in the coffee in the morning, uh, something to spark a conversation throughout the day. And then almost using that as base for research, taking those articles and then taking that and writing something. It's kind of like a rabbit hole. Once mm. you get to one article and another and you you read and you keep going down that rabbit hole, to kind of get um, a better understanding, then coming back and sharing that information throughout the day. So I would say the challenges is digital health literacy. When people get the light bulb that the problem they have, someone else might have that solution. And then starting to figure out where to look for that solution. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the, the biggest challenge is the nursing informatics or the translators. And to get everybody on the same page using the same language. So I could talk to the IT people, go, okay, this is what the business person said. Talk to the business person, okay, this is what, you know, the pharmacist is saying. And then all of them looking at me is like, that was that the other person was trying to say. I say, yeah, I know. It's okay. That's why I'm here. <laughs> so we're Let like me tell you. to bring everybody together. Let me tell you. That is the biggest challenge that I am having being in this seat as the podcast host. I have to consistently tell people, like prime example, I was in a boardroom at Florida Blue on Monday. And my first question was, do you know what a nurse informaticist is? Now I'm sitting in front of presidents, CEOs, CIOs, like I'm sitting in front of big wigs and they're looking at each other like, no, we don't know what nurse informaticist is. And I literally had to sit here and explain to them their need for us. And we had breakout sessions. And when we had the breakout sessions, the CIO was like, can you tell me more about a nurse informaticist? And I, it shocked me because I'm thinking in my head, you need me as a nurse informaticist. They need you, but they don't know that they need you. So you they have to explain know. it in a way, almost showing them the challenges and opportunities and then where you fit in that area. So you kind of start off with, it's kind of like my website when I first started. I, I created it to, because I there was a need. I couldn't find an open health repository mm. that was free on up-to-date news. Mm. So people are like, where do you get your ideas? How are you creative? How do you innovate? And you'd always hear, create what you need or create what you can't find. And then people go, well, how do I do that? So it started basically, I think for me, uh, for class, we had to do an Excel spreadsheet of our research. Mm. And a a purpose of it was to learn how to use an Excel spreadsheet. But then I thought, who's ever going to see this information? This Mm. is just going to live here and it's kind of dead information. So by creating a website, shows the computer science piece, the hashtag shows the informatics piece. So as I say, like the old Dewey Decimal, Mm -hmm. And then having that advanced nursing degree, 
I can speak with authority that this is valid information. Mm-hmm. So I kind of start them off with the basis like that. And then now once they get the that understanding, then I explain the translation piece. Mm-hmm. And then when someone says, oh, what do you know about nursing informatics or what is nurse informatics? Uh, one time I actually Googled, I literally just Googled nursing informatics and I Googled hymns and I pulled up this articles, I'm reading it and Hims was quoting me. So then I sent him the article and I said, this is what nursing informatics is. This is what Hims saying and they're quoting me. So I think I know maybe a little bit about it. So, you know, you have to come with your receipt. You have to come with someone almost validating you. You have to do the work and put the work in and show it. And then when someone finds you, they go, oh, wow, you do this or you understand this or what's about this. So I usually come with the research articles to show them. I love it. Uh, and show in other countries. What are they doing in Iceland? What are they doing in Norway? What are they doing in I you know, it. Italy or something like that? Or even Uganda. I'll talk with nurses there and they're getting their master's in telehealth and nurses from Brazil and they're building dashboards. So to me, it's all about talking about ideas and having that broader conversation. So if someone had not researched who you were or researched what you do, and that's what you do in meetings, FYI, you're yeah. going to have a big meeting, you know, if it's 10 or so people. You might want to research the players that are going to be at the table. (laughs) I've gone places where people have had diocese and they're like showing me where they have my name, they have other people's (laughs) names, where they can flip to and show the person that they're, you know, working with their boss. Like, oh, this is this person. This is it. So they're prepped to have that conversation. So it was something I learned in school. I always remember it says Mike likes tacos. If you know your client likes tacos, you research before you come to find the best taco place there is. And you're meeting the client scenes, you're meeting where I'm at. So you have to do like a little recon, be a little detective. And, and that's that exactly way, what I did. You don't know what you don't know. So you at least want to come in as a beginner. Yeah. Yeah. A beginner, like, I don't know about nursing informatics. I'm going to do a little Google search. I'm going to do a little this. Who's talking about this? Who are the researchers? Who wrote the protocols for this? And then that way, when you arrive, oh, um, can I ask you a question? I was reading this and we have these issues. It seems like you might fit for this slot, this mm-hmm. slot. But what about this one? Does this fit or do you have a resource for this? Yeah, that is exactly how the conversation went. Once I educated them on the need, right? As Danielle said, they needed me, but they didn't know that they needed me. So I had to explain to them why they needed me And once they caught on to why they needed me, it was, oh, my God, can I meet with you next week? Can I meet with you the next (laughs) week after? It was like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Once they figured out who I was. That you were a resource. Yeah. Yeah. Once I was there to bring them some value. That's the part that a lot of organizations, even our standard U.S. organizations, they still don't understand. Nurse informaticists, we bring value. We bring so much value. Danielle's been in this industry for years. I've been in this industry for years. The one thing about it is we help with better patient outcomes. That is the goal for informatics. That is the goal for nursing. We've always been in that in-between spot where we're able to, as Danielle said, translate for both ends, translate for the providers and translate for IT. We have to be double-brained. And we've sat in this spot for quite some time. And um, as my other guests previous to Danielle has said, it's taken us a, a, a while to just legitimize our discipline, right? As nurse informaticists, it has taken us quite some time to say, as Danielle has said before, to validate who we are and what it is that we do. So thank you so you much. You do it by for- showing them. Yeah. 
You do it by showing them. You quietly show them. You put in the work and um, people discover you. And I, I think also there's a lot of nurses that do not know what nursing informatics is as a concept, as a practice. No. And I've had to educate nurses on that yeah. topic and what we bring to the table. Yeah. So it's a constant, constantly educating. And it's also a challenge where a lot of people have a title, but not everybody has a background to match the title. Okay. Okay. So now let me throw this in there. Okay. Cause I was thinking about you earlier today in our conversation, my mind just goes, I'm a tell y'all this, especially when I'm just around excellence. So is there a difference between the certified nurse informaticist and the master's prepared nurse informaticist? There is a difference between a title. So say you have someone that has their bachelor's Mm -hmm. and they're board certified. Mm -hmm. And then you can have someone that has their master's in nursing informatics for one year. You could have a two year, Mm -hmm. you could have a DNP, and then all of those levels can be board certified. So the way I kind of look at board certification is it kind of evens the playing field. So everyone can say, you know, they've attained this level because to get your board certification, you have to have a certain level of experience. Mm -hmm. And the classes, say if you're someone with a bachelor's degree, if you're someone with a master's, those classes count for your education apply for your board certification. So I think it as um, an equalizer to get Mm -hmm. everyone on the same page. So if Mm -hmm. I'm working with, say, uh, bachelor level nurses that do not have an informatics background, but mm-hmm. now they have a title of informatics. Maybe someone that has a master's, but it's uh, more like an MBA. Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone has something policy, but it's not like informatics. So if I was going to put everyone on the same plane, then my goal is to have one have to be board certified. And that way, the whole goal is to speak the same language. Yes. So I want everyone to encourage everybody to get to that level, to be able to speak the same language. That's the the kind of way I look at it. When you say specialist, then when I hear that, that person has their master's. If I had nursing informatics, maybe someone just has their bachelor and done the work Mm -hmm. or been given that title. So now my next question is, What opportunities do you see exist in this space for us? Because, and and I'm going to tell you this, I always ask this question because I I get so fed up of hearing the new um, nurse informaticists coming in and I see them on these boards all the time stating, well, can I get a job as a nurse informaticist? And I fire back and tell them all the time, there are plenty of jobs out here. So what, what are your thoughts on that? I get asked that quite often. Um, mm-hmm. All I can say is from my perspective of my story, I went in open mm-hmm. to ideas. When I went into my program, I went to University of Pittsburgh. It was an excellent program. I had an excellent dean. I always um, shout her out whenever I can because she really uh, opened my eyes. I went in a different perspective. When I got my bachelor's, I thought I wanted to be an OBG. I wanted to work with OBGYNs. That was my idea. And then I got there and I said, that's not my jam. And I went to the ER. I said, nope. I spent all this money and time and thought I wanted to do this. But uh, I went to the ER and said, this makes more sense to me. I like to diversify. So even when I explain nursing informatics, I try to explain if you can work in the ER, then nursing math makes sense because you have to do more than one thing. You can't be singly focused. Yes. There's a lot of layers to it. So are there jobs? Yes. But people may apply to like one or two, three jobs and then message me somewhere and says, oh, I'm not getting any work. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, have you come back to me when you've applied to 50 or 100? I said, it's like a pyramid. 
when you have your bachelor's or even your associates, hospital jobs are more plentiful. Mm. But if you want to go into corporations, if you want to teach, you're going to need more education. Yes. You're going to need more. You have to network more. Yes. Uh, why would they want to talk to you or hire you? What makes you different from somebody else? Mm. Why would they hire you? And you have to ask yourself, why would this person hire me? What am I doing that's different from somebody else? Mm. What do I have to show? And a lot of times, if I'm looking mm. at jobs with people, they're asking for uh, websites. I said, well, where's your website? If you're saying you're nurse informatics, mm. what's your portfolio page? Let me see your Google scholar. Mm. What's your H index? What have you produced? Do you even do like a blog or a medium? They say, what's the medium? I said, well, this is the problem. Mm -hmm. These people have a vision of a nurse in general. Yeah. Globally, there's a certain vision and you have to show them something different. Yes. And for me, it really started with writing. I just writing blogs on LinkedIn, having conversations with people. So if you're having a hard time finding a job, look, I call it like a virtual mentor. Look on LinkedIn and see what other people are doing. Mm. Do they belong to certain associations? Mm. Are they part of those associations, local groups? Are you going to need certification? What do you, are you need to do to get to the next level to get the job you want? You have to know the job you want first. And then go look at people that have that nuggets. job. Y'all see she dropping look. these nuggets. Now I hope y'all got a pen and paper. Do to get that job? I you hope y'all got a what, pen and paper because she dropping them. What that person do? And if you didn't do those same things, you might have to take it up a step above what they did because maybe that was okay for the time, for that moment, for that person. Someone that became a nurse informatics 10 years ago can't tell somebody now how to do it because it's changed. You have to keep on top of what's happening and what's changing now. I would say in three years, I've seen more jobs as for uh, your HIM certification yes. or your board certification. Yes, I've had jobs where they want like my Twitter handle or my Instagram handle. So one thing I do is I keep everything agnostic. There's nothing on there that I would feel I have to go to court for because it's nurse informatics first and, and get really good at something. Is it doing graphics? Is it writing? You know, you have to really look deeper. What else can you give? Um, there's some people that are nurse informatics technically, but maybe they work in pharmacology and mm -hmm. they have like a different title. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I've met nurses doing a whole host of different things and then I usually ask them the story how they got there. And it starts, I was in the hospital, I did this, then I did consulting. And then I had a twist and turn where I worked for pharmaceutical. They said I had to go to India for six months and I went and nobody mm -hmm. else was willing to go. If opportunities come up, you have to grab them. If someone calls and says, hey, you want to do a podcast? Okay, let's schedule it. What time? What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? No problem. I'll be there. I'm on it. You know, you have to show up. People don't want a lot of back and forth emails talking about maybe this week or next week or next month. A lot of times it's just showing up. You have I to put it. yourself in the, it really is the right place in the right time. And sometimes it, you have it. to spend a little money to get there. And sometimes people don't realize that they just see the end result, but they didn't see the whole production that got there. And they want what you have, but you might be 18 years in the game and they're two years. And that's I'm it. not saying it's not possible. It could be a shorter period of time, but you're going to have to do some legwork. That's it, man. I'm telling y'all, I pray that y'all had a pen in the paper at the beginning of this podcast because God, fairy godmother Danielle is dropping y'all some nuggets. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love that towel. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say one thing that I learned in school that someone really helped with and sat side by side that they do not teach. And I talk about this in a book I just finished, I just turned the manuscript in. And two things that have been on my mind marketing. 
Oh, wow. Yes. Nowhere in your, your bachelor's or your master's do they really talk about this? marketing. And I mm-hmm. think it's a mess because you can even take the angle of understanding marketing from pharmaceutical perspective, how the research is done, the pictures, who to research in marketing so you can understand creating a business, how they got there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sleep on a social media, having their social media profiles correct. And I'll ask people, send me your social media link. And they're like, oh, I don't have one. Okay, send me your LinkedIn. Oh, I don't have one. I said, if you have a paper resume and you're saying nursing informatics, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. Like, how are people going to find you to collaborate with? What if somebody is looking for a nurse that understands project management and they're building hospitals? Maybe they're looking for a nurse, you know, construction project. It could be a whole host of things that you may be proficient at. But nobody can find you. And I'll ask people when students write me, like, how'd you find me? You're the only one that hashtag this or hashtag that. Nobody else had that. Mm, be open. So that's what she's saying in a nutshell, y'all. Be open. When I talk to a lot be of ready. informaticists and be ready and be ready. When I talk to a lot of informaticists in our same seats, she's right. That's what we, we had to have an open mind to take whatever was next in front of us. It may not necessarily have looked like a quote unquote informatics job. But when we got in there, it was. We made it that informatics job. So be open and be ready. Couple more things. What do you think needs to be talked about more in order to bring awareness to our role in informatics? What do you think? I think that people have to almost kind of be the Pied Piper. Everyone has to be like a Pied Piper. Like, are you at the conferences? Are you on online chats? Are you on WebEx? Like I can't be on every country in every continent. You know, everyone has to be creating of of ideas and sharing ideas and having conversation. Uh, To me, that's the best way is look around. Don't be afraid to Google and look up something and find, oh, they're having this conference here in America. Oh, they're having this conference here. Oh, they're having this podcast here. And you can um, have a conversation and engage on there. Like, don't miss opportunities. And it doesn't take much to do a little research that day and add it to your calendar on kind of like what's happening. To be that voice, you have to be in the know. Oh, come on, Danielle. I love that. Okay. Now, first, you got to tell us about your book. Tell us about your book, where we can get it at. Okay. There, during the pandemic, some uh, people at HEMS and the Tiger Group, Tiger Group is kind of the educational arm, I think, of at HEMS. And so they asked me to collaborate on a chapter. So that book's going to come out in July. It's on Amazon on pre-order. And so it's called Nursing Informatics, the Interprofessional and Global Perspective. Comes out in July. And then I've been working with Wendy Carroll, I know last year she was on the board for Nursing for Hems. She's written quite a bit, has a lot of books out there. So I just turned a manuscript in with her. So I can't talk too much about it, but I I really like, it's basically going to be a book for those nurses that are at the bedside. I think of it from the bedside to the boardroom. Okay. I know this has been said before, but I feel this playbook is going to be like that book. Okay. You know, all the tips and tricks. Cause I even find um, some people haven't traveled in a lot of America. Mm-hmm. People haven't traveled. They haven't left their County. Mm-hmm. So how do you do business when you've never left the County and now you got to leave the state or the country, just tips and tricks on what to do, what to look for understanding. So uh, that's going to come out in 2023. Okay. So you have one book that's with him. So it's mm-hmm. coming out in July that we can get, get on Amazon. Okay. That's the As other of thing. July. July of this year of 2022. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. It's a That's big another- collaborative book. There's a lot of uh, heavy hitters that okay. have written on this book. So it's a clinical book. And I think it's going to be, um, I'm excited for it to come out so I can read the whole thing. I'm excited for you to be in it. And give my own little nuggets of truth. <laughs> I'm excited for you to be in it. So that's the other thing. If you are a nurse informaticist and you're listening to this podcast, please make sure that you join our organizations, HIMS, INA, A-N-I-A. That is how you get plugged in. That is how you get in the know. Also, if you have not, make sure that you follow Danielle on all of her outlets. So I know she's on LinkedIn because she does like, full blogs, blogs on LinkedIn. If y'all haven't followed her on LinkedIn, y'all need to. So follow her on LinkedIn, follow her on Twitter. She's excellent on Twitter, which she's probably going to have to give me directions in a class. Well, so tutorial. <laughs> she probably gonna have to give there me a are ANCC courses that are out that I've done on social media. They are on Ania and there's two of them. So I've given back to the world. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told y'all. Remember, it's free. She got to help her friends. <laughs> So if you have not joined any of these fantabulous organizations, please join them. Okay. Also, like I said, Danielle's book will be out in July, the one that she's in collaboration with Hims, and she has another one coming out in 2023. But if you follow her, then you'll get the exact dates of the release. So Danielle, we got three minutes. Give us your final words. What do you have for us? I would say read, find books, the library's free, read explore. Like I said, check virtual mentors. If you're looking for work, look at what somebody else has accomplished and what they're doing. Network. That's the biggest thing is network, network, network. It sounds cliche, but it might be one month a year. Someone will come back later and say, oh, can you be on this panel? Or oh, can you be on this boardroom? And it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight and nothing's given. You have mm-hmm. to do the legwork. So I would say that's my biggest thing and have fun. Find people that like to talk about ideas. Man, thank you so much, Danielle, from the bottom of my heart for being on this cast today. I truly, 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 it has been an honor and a pleasure for me. All right, y'all. Welcome. We thank you guys for coming in today to join us on another episode of the Future of Global Informatics. And if you are looking for any nurse informatics talent, you can check us out at www.barillas.net. That is www.b-e-r-y-l-l-u-s.net. Until next time, y'all. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of the Outcomes Rocket Network, the Future of Global Informatics podcast. If your organization is looking for informatics talent, go to www.barillas.net. That is www.b-e-r-y-l-l-u-s.net. And we can assist you in finding some of the best nursing informatics talent this continent has to offer. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. See ya. This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.